0: keys tackle box in my hand gonna cast a few lines with my toes in the sand Pulling in a big catch makes me feel like a man but the wife she just don't understand i love wildlife perch trout and bass and if you don't like fishing you can kiss my four stroke right in the back because the fishes all tremble at the thought of me when i'm fishing for butt in
1: country well, opening weekend has come and gone, and the reports are pretty good walleye bait, at least in Paul Bunyan country. We'll hear from a couple of our men about lakes on that, starting with a visit to Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Ethan Rogers, that is. He's the manager at Northwood's Bait and Tackle. It was your first fishing opener, right, as, as a company?
2: Yes, yes. It was a great weekend. Well, we couldn't have asked for better weather.
1: Weather was great. I'm assuming you had a few people stop by to say hi and buy a little bit of bait?
2: You bet, yeah. We had a lot of folks, a lot of folks swinging through, uh, Everybody looking for shiners. Luckily, we were able to get some in, and they went out about as fast as we got them in. But uh, we were <laughs> able to get some people rigged up and, and heading out to the lakes.
1: So, what was the vibe from the opener? Things go well.
2: It, it went well. Yep, I think everybody was so excited to be able to be in a boat uh, after the long winter that we had, and saw a lot of sunburned faces. Uh, stop it in. So I, I know they've been spending some hours out there.
1: Um, what did you find? Uh, walleyes where they everybody thought they were going to be shallow and uh and by river mouths
2: yeah yeah i think for the most part it was a pretty pretty standard uh pretty standard opener as far as uh, you know the, the the shallower shoreline breaks uh for example bemidji um eight to ten feet uh, fish were caught out of the edges of the cabbage of the river mouths it sounds like some people uh, had really good success fishing uh fishing dark in the river there uh that went out at midnight on on friday night uh actually some beautiful fish caught off the here, i heard of a 27 incher that was caught wow. off the, the public dock there
1: that's pretty nice yeah <laughs> was it uh, what were the hot lakes you heard about
2: hot lakes in the area were andruja and uh, of course red lake uh, heard of some 50 fish days up on red lake mm. and really good reports from andruja for guys heading out that way
1: all right what about in the uh, close to bemidji area you're talking bemidji somewhat you hear about irving
2: irving yeah we uh, sounds like everybody that was fishing were able to at least get some fish it wasn't the hot and heavy bite uh, that some of the other lakes uh, saw but if you had some some jigs and minnows shiners uh, we even heard of a pretty good leech bite um, hmm. both on bemidji and and irving uh, as well as some crankbait fish were being caught
1: okay so it sounds like uh, not only was it just fun to be out there because the weather was nice it actually were fish to be caught
2: Yes, yep, yeah. A little tougher during the day with the high sun, but uh, everybody uh, got out early and stayed out late. Sounds like they did pretty well.
1: Okay. You know what, I think uh, we're going to have to get used to that, uh, get up early and stay out late, especially if you want to be on that cast chain because, of you know, the, the, that water's getting clearer and clearer all the time. Yeah,
2: yeah. I heard from, from several folks that uh, they were out on cast, they couldn't get any fish to bite, but they were seeing hundreds of walleyes under the boat in, in 15 foot of water. They could see them down there, but it was... They were so spooky with that clear water, it was tough to get them to go.
1: Yeah. A lot of times, though, I think it is. I, I mean, I usually hear Andrews pretty hot early, and then Cass Lake more around Memorial Day kicks in, kind of like Lake Bemidji does.
0: Yep, yep, sure does.
1: All right, well, uh, if I'm going out today, what should I do?
2: Uh, going out today, get yourself some, some jigs and grab some shiners where you can find them. I think by the middle of the week there shouldn't be any problem with uh, all the bait shops in the area having shiners on hand. Uh, fathead minnows have been working great as well Uh, we have some larger ones in stock here Um, light pike minnows even have been working so get some bait on and go out and enjoy the weather and catch some fish
1: we going slow out there
2: it's definitely a slower bite yep yep Uh, keep her slow and keep keep the jigs light eighth ounce jigs you want to keep them above some of that uh, some of that vegetation you know so you're not getting the decay decayed vegetation all over your jigs so keep it shallow keep it slow and there's fish to be caught
1: <laughs> so nothing we haven't heard over the years about early season fishing
2: no pretty pretty standard bite i think this year
1: did you get a chance to go out yourself
2: i haven't yet i'm hoping here in the next couple of days i'll get out for right. for a few
1: nights here well you let the errands know you need to go fishing yeah right <laughs> <laughs> well ethan uh, for people who aren't familiar with the northwoods bait and tackle give us a little rundown of what you're doing over there
2: yep yep we great bait and tackle shop here we've got uh a little bit of everything. We've got leeches in stock, all sizes. We've got uh, minnows, um, bait, tackle, everything you need. Rap plugs. we've got a great Northland uh, tackle selection. Stop on out and see us, 6615 Bemidji Avenue North. We're right across from the Northwoods Access on Lake Bemidji.
1: So plenty of good parking.
2: Yes, great parking. <laughs> we saw people walking across uh, from the, the, the public landing all weekend, and we had some Stitsworth brats cooking in the parking lot, and folks are coming over for lunch, so it was, it was great to see.
1: Ethan Rogers is the manager of Northwoods Bait and Tackle, again across from uh, Northwoods Access. Ethan, thanks for your time today. We appreciate it.
2: You bet. Thank you.
1: Up next, we head further north where the bite was even better. We'll hear from Carl Adams next.
2: Someday, I won't go fishing. Of course,
1: I'll be dead. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. in with Carl Adams from Timberline Sport and Tackle. Fishing opening weekend is over. How is it uh, up north, Carl?
3: We have had an excellent bite. Really? Yeah. And, uh, the fish had got done spawning fast enough on Black Duck to, to make it a really nice bite out there.
1: So those on Black Duck Lake were catching them? I, I heard rumors that those on Red were catching them, too.
3: Those are probably two of the hottest lakes around. Both of them uh, both of them uh, close to us and... and uh, People on both those two lakes caught lots and lots of fish.
1: So let's talk Black Duck first of all. Is that a little quicker start? I always think of Black Duck as being a little bit later starting lake, but I might be wrong on that.
3: No, it's it's usually uh, one of those lakes that warms up real early um, and and gets an early an opener bite. So it's a it's a little like Irvin and Bemidji, you know, uh, on Bemidji where it warms up fast and it it gets a real nice early bite. So we kind of expected it, and it was uh, probably a little better than expected. There's a really big year class of like 14 to 16 inches out there.
1: So what were they using?
3: It was almost all jigging a fathead Mm -hmm. uh, and a light jig because the fish were up real shallow. The lake was a little stained, so you were able to fish that. uh, It was almost all stuff less than 10 feet of water, um, a lot of that 5, 6 feet of water, and uh, had a real good bite.
1: And Red Lake, I presume, was pretty similar.
3: Red Lake was pretty similar with all that five foot of water less, and uh, jig a minnow, and and guys were doing really well. There, are some guys were slip bobber into with a uh, with a minnow, and we're catching fish doing both things. thing.
1: So okay, well, you know, we, we expected Red to be excellent, and uh, I guess the, that's not a, you know a surprise. And I would expect it's going to continue to be very hot.
3: Yes, that's what I would expect too. If the if the wind's not blowing, that is the place to be, where you if you don't have to worry about the, the wind. That's the that's the hottest bite around.
1: I'm guessing there was a bunch of people fishing that lake too.
3: I think there was. Yes.
1: Okay. Um, anything else we need to know that's going on up in your neck of the woods?
3: Those have been the two hot bites, so that's what most people have been talking about. It's just uh, getting started. I know a few of the other lakes, uh, you know, the deeper lakes seem like they had a little slower bite. So yeah. these shallow lakes like thick and Red that warm up real fast uh, that have that really, really good bite.
1: There's not even that much to talk about. You can say they're, they're biting like crazy and it's jigs and minnows and, and they're shallow. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, that's yeah. all there is to it. Clearly, opening weekend, everybody was going for walleye, so I don't think we probably heard any other reports.
3: We didn't hear a whole lot on the panfish and stuff yet, but this this the weather this week is really really nice, and that's going to get the the crappies and bluegills moving up into the shallows. So we're going to see we're going to see good bites on uh, for all the species, and I do think that it'll it'll get everything rolling, even on those lakes that were kind of slow this weekend. I think by uh, this following weekend, after a a week of real nice weather, I think we're going to see a good bite all over.
1: Okay, on Red Lake, was there any particular spots, or was it just all up and down the shoreline?
3: I think they were catching them all over the the lake, but I, it was probably a little better along that north shore that warms up just a little bit faster. Um, I think that's where the the big schools of fish were, but but people were catching fish everywhere out there.
1: Now, red is all about uh, you know those uh, sixteen to nineteen inch fish. Is that what we saw primarily? I'm guessing
3: that is. That's where there was a there was a lot of guys catching. It was easy to catch your one over seventeen, and there was there was plenty of those. Uh, uh, fifteen sixteen inch meal so it was a, it was an excellent bite up there
1: and if we don't want to make that trip that far north, uh, apparently just stopping the black tick will be fine
3: yeah it, it was this weekend, and i I think that'll uh will stay real hot too sometimes it'll turn where it's more of a uh, you know an evening bite, but uh, this weekend they seem to bite all day long, guys were able to catch them the, uh, the whole time, so we had an excellent
1: bite. Water temps indicate we're going to stay shallow for quite some time yet? or
3: Yeah, though that could change pretty fast, too, because, again, the the, the water is warming up faster than a person thought, so I, I think we're going to start seeing the, those water creep into the 60s, we'll start seeing those fish light out a little bit deeper anyways.
1: Carl, anything else we should know?
3: Well, that's the hottest thing. Now it's just <laughs> time to enjoy the nice weather and get out fishing.
1: Absolutely. Carl Adams from Timberline Sport and & Tackle and Black Deck joining me. Carl, thanks for your time today. We appreciate it. Yep, thanks, Kevin. He is back for another year. The pride of Bemidji State University. Dr. Andrew Hayes, our resident aquatic biologist.
0: Ask the aquatic biologist. Welcome back, Andy. Thanks, Kevin.
1: Well, we're going to start off with a basic walleye question, because that is number one, and that's really what the question is. Why do you think walleye is such a prized fish in this neck of the woods?
0: Well, they're beautiful, right? They're just a nice golden color when you catch them. They're abundant. And for those of you that just watched, like, or went to go see some of the spawning runs recently, you can tell there's an enormous amount of these fish in the lakes, and they're a top predator, right? So... Uh, they eat, you know, the types of things that we like to cast out uh, for to try to catch them. They're also delicious, right? <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> so they have a really a beautiful white flaky meat, you know, that tastes really good when you eat it. And then I think one other thing that's probably contributed to it too is they're a little tricky to catch, you know. So you got to, like I go out there and try to catch a walleye. I could, if I can go all day, I could, I'm lucky if I get one. And then there are, are some people that are really successful, but it's a prize when you catch one. It
1: definitely is. Is there a biological answer as to why they seem to taste better than other fish?
0: Well, it's just the structure of their meat, right—the nice, flaky, white meat. Mm -hmm. Uh, Although I do think that's a little debatable. If you deep fry a a walleye and deep fry a perch, in my opinion, they taste pretty similar. And I know some of the people. I even eat a rock bass occasionally, and (laughs) some of my (laughs) students really give me a hard time about that. But uh, yeah, just the structure of their their meat and the thickness of their muscle layers makes it nice and flaky. And it's a white color, and that's, uh, you know, a more active fish. If you think of like a tuna, right, that's swimming constantly, they have more blood flowing through their their meat, and that's what makes it red. Whereas a, a fish that's more of a lion weight type predator, they have the white flaky type meat. So okay. There is a physiological reason why it's white for sure.
1: And one, one other thing, I think that probably factors in. Let's say, let's compare it to a northern. Well, first of all, as you noted, the walleye is very attractive. The northern is pretty ugly, and slimy. <laughs> but also the bones. The bones are a factor. People don't want to deal with those bones. Um, the walleye's a lot easier.
0: Right, for sure. And, and the northern's a great example of that. I think that's the major reason people try to shot. Some people shy away from the northern's because of those tricky Y bones, and you have to make a different cut. <laughs> The walleye is just a normal fillet that most people are used to, right? And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I just cut a little bit of the pin bones out of them, and, and one, and then you're ready to go. So,
1: people tend to like to eat crappies, um, bluegills, walleyes for the most part. Those who figured out the Y bones will have northern and it is tasty. But people just do not want to do not want to eat bass. Um, what's the deal with that?
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, it depends on what type of bass you're talking about because. I think people do generally like to eat smallmouth bass, and they have more flaky, very fine muscle layers, right? Whereas a big largemouth bass, um, for those of you that have eaten one of those before, uh, the muscle layer is pretty thick, right? So it, you know, the texture is a little bit different. But, you know, I've gone on camping trips on lakes where there's only largemouth bass present, and that's all we ate all weekend long, and it was delicious. So (laughs) I think it's a matter of... opinion and maybe just kind of public perception but uh,
1: I, I think one of the things up here people just love fishing for bass and uh, I want to pr- want to protect them from you know too much use especially now that smallmouth are just actually just being introduced in a lot of lakes up here right, right. the last five years
0: that is a really interesting kind of uh, mindset that has gone through the public in the last few decades is this catch and release of bass and interesting it sometimes when the public does something like that without you know let's say there is a regulation in place that allows harvest but nobody's harvesting it really takes the management tool away from the the dnr to restructure the population or do whatever so maybe the system needs a little bit of harvest Mm -hmm. and the people won't do it anyways and (laughs) you know so then you have all these 13 14 inch bass and nothing's going to change because they're all just locked up and there's no room for growth so interesting kind of dynamic that's happened with the bass and i think that's There's some really, you know, popular angling groups that are very powerful within the bass fishing population that have kind of helped push that forward. Okay.
1: You've lived in a lot of different places and probably eaten a lot of different fish. What's the most delicious fish you've ever eaten?
0: Oh, I like a jumbo perch better than anything. Really? Yep. Yeah. And it's just they're tasty. There's a lot of meat on it. Uh, The mercury count is low, so they're safe, right? And walleye is tough to beat. It's just I'm not a good enough angler to catch enough of those, so... (laughs)
1: Well, a somewhat biological question, but uh, also a, a, a chef-like question as well.
0: Sure.
1: Uh, Andy, thanks for your time today. We appreciate it.
0: Yep. Thank you. Country.